Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to get get jumped. Welcome to episode 82 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Soul Eater episodes 12 through 14, where witches hide snakes in your body, immortal werewolves fight you with ice, and cheating on tests can get you beaten up. Yeah, not only can it get you beaten up by the teachers, it could also get you beaten up by the other students. And also, um, in the corner of every classroom, there is actually a Dementor uh, that's waiting for you, and uh, if you don't have the right Patronus, uh, you might get uh, straight-up soul-sucked out of that classroom. So I'm just... In the corner I'm just... of every classroom, there's a Dementor waiting oh. there. <laughs> Why did you start singing? just might suck <laughs> let's just... soul. Oh my god, let's just jump in. come from i don't know <laughs> it just worked it just seemed right in the moment it just seemed right it felt yeah. right anyways that's my new hey, that's from my new country album in the corner of every classroom <laughs> yeah and also like that that random guy that starts like scream singing is gonna come up from behind the mountains when they start talking about it yeah we're gonna release an album of remixes and the scream singing is gonna be on that yeah. Anyways, um, hey everybody. Uh, so uh, we are getting back uh, up and into Soul Eater this week. Back uh, before, up and in it. Before we get started, though, um, we had talked before about uh, highlighting when people chat with us about stuff. Um, and oh, yeah, there and was a, a really yeah, there was a really really cool comment uh, or string of comments that that happened on our last Jojo's Bizarre Adventure coverage. Um, that we didn't really talk about, but um, uh, a couple of guys were talking to us uh, about uh, the the changing of the names uh, in the American version and yeah. the Japanese version. We talked about and this with Oingo Boingo from the last time, and we actually, Spencer and I talked about Oingo Boingo, the band, but off the air. We mentioned to each other, we continued talking after the episode ended, and we were like, yeah, I thought that was a band. And it was. That's why they were named that. <laughs> also, <laughs> like why the names we... were changed. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that, like, really, uh, really caught me off guard the most um, was when they pointed out as well, like, some of the band names that, like, I did not get at all until they were pointed yeah. out to us. Like, Speedwagon is Ario Speedwagon. SCDC is ACDC, which seems so obvious now that I know it. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things, like, when you realize it, you're just like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, the reason that Cars is named Cars is because of the band Cars. <laughs> like, yeah, so this post basically boils down to, uh, I've been waiting for you guys to realize this thing, which is not a good plan. And just in general, you should already notice this from the way that we speak to each other and on this show that, uh, we might not notice, <laughs> but they're like, we kept waiting for you to guys to like realize that these people like they have funny names because they're being named after specific things. And that generally that those things are bands from the West. So usually American or like British bands. Um, so, uh, yeah, they 
they also posted a really cool wiki page. Um, and that is, uh, that has like a list of all of the references and like illusions and stuff that Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and particularly character names utilize. So if you yeah. have been listening to this show and waiting for us to realize that, or if you yourself did not realize that, or if like you're in the middle ground and you knew that, but you can't tell what the references are, there is a dope ass list that one of our listeners posted. And that's in the Reddit thread on our subreddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash get jumped on the most recent as of now jojo's bizarre adventure episode which is episode 80 so if you go on there look i have all the episodes posted you will find episode 80 with the episode title and uh, click in there there's a good discussion from a couple of people actually the the person that provided that wikipedia link was not the only person that tried it in and yeah. uh, but if you're interested in that link, it's really cool and definitely worth checking out. So you can find that there. Yeah, the user's the user's name is the Amazing Spider Ham, um, which I I love. Um, Do the other talk one this is munching because I don't want to freak him out. <laughs> <laughs> the the other one um, the other one that somebody wrote on here is um, I can't think of my password. Um, and that's their username. Said, that's like, not what they wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Blake's Blake's favorite part about it was he said the um he said inside of his comment I'm gonna miss you guys reading the show to filth but I'm pretty glad you're starting to enjoy JoJo's consistently and uh, Blake uh, had a lot of fun with that and then he also <laughs> inspired me to make a uh, a star platinum meme where all of the punches are just stands stand from that Eminem song the best. <laughs> Star Platinum meme, though, already exists. And we've mentioned it, I think, on the show, but I think indirectly, it is a Dora the Explorer video that turns into a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure parody. (laughs) And I think if you just, like, go to YouTube and look up, like, Dora... Dora... I think it's probably called, like, Dora's Bizarre Adventure or something... I'm literally yeah. going to look or it up like right Dora, now. Dora Jojo or something like that. Yeah, I've always <laughs> looked it up just by like keywords that I knew would be involved in the video. Uh, God mm. damn it, it's funny. Um, it It's basically Dora the Explorer in like in turning into Star Platinum's like little, 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 little thing that he does when he punches. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh God, meanwhile, there's a lot of them other- now. It's in, it's in- called Dora's Jojo. <laughs> or Dora Jojo's. D-O-R-A space J-O-J-O apostrophe S. That's the original yeah. video that we're talking about. Yeah. In other anime news uh, from this week, um, it will already have been out, but uh, if you're keeping up with uh, Bungo Stray Dogs, Season 3 comes out on April the 12th, so get fucking hyped. I know that because um, you and- were hyped and you posted about it online. <laughs> Yeah, and then the other one, too, is that uh, if you haven't been paying attention to uh, Cinemark, it's, like, the movie theater that I prefer to go to. Um, They're doing, like, uh, this event where they're um, doing a whole bunch of, like, Studio Ghibli movies. Um, And we went and saw, well, not me and Blake, but, um, or Blake and I, whatever. I wasn't invited. Uh, (laughs) Partly because we live in different time zones. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we went to go see Howl's Moving Castle, and I had forgotten, number one, how beautiful uh, Howl's Moving Castle is as, of a, as a movie, and number two, it made me completely realize that you should just exclusively see Ghibli inside of movie theaters if you can, because it is 
it, it is masterfully drawn and i had i i picked on up on so many more details with like the better sound quality and the better video quality than i did um and i am very much looking forward to seeing spirited away um and we're also going to be seeing princess mononoke in the theater which i'm the most excited about because it's my favorite ghibli film um but with that being said yeah get your ghiblis <laughs> get you your, go get your ghiblis go get your ghiblis <laughs> God, this <laughs> cannot be the name of the episode. <laughs> I'm not going to write it down, but I want to. It just yeah. hasn't happened anything Anyways. to do with what we're going to talk about, which we've used before, but we're not using it today. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, that is basically what we are going over this week. Um, while Blake coughs into death. I'm in um, a really and- weird mood right now. So just yeah, we're about to go ahead and recording because I'm completely the fuck out of it. <laughs> You're the worst right now. Anyways, nah, you. Um, no, you. So, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into what was previously on uh, Soul Eater. So, Soul Eater is a super cool, hyper stylized world where there are these people called Meisters, and they wield these badass weapons that are also like people like some people can turn into weapons they're called weapons the people that wield those weapons are called meisters they form a partnership where they go about trying to slay like evil demons um and basically you can become a demon by eating a lot of like normal human souls which is not a good thing to do there's also witches who i think are maybe born that way i'm not sure i don't think they have to eat people to do that they just are witches um they are generally evil and so if you want to become a big, real badass death scythe is the name, uh, the title of somebody who has eaten 99 demon souls, which are in this universe called Kishin, and then one witch. Uh, if you do the, those numbers in that order, you will become a demon scythe. Our heroes are really close to doing that at the beginning of the series, but through some... Uh, unforeseen circumstances they were not able to do that and they were set back to square one so our main heroes are maka and soul maka is the meister soul is her weapon Uh, maka is a super cool she's a really good female character because she's very strong and she doesn't fall into a lot of the tropes that like female characters in anime do she's really um she's really strong she's not like overly girly or overly meek like a lot I'm, i don't know i'm thinking of like hinata from naruto who's like cool but she's really meek about it um maka's just like a driven person and she's really cool i like her a lot soul is her sort of more laid-back character they get along but they also have a lot of contentious uh things in their relationship and in general, they're able to look past it, but um, something has happened recently that I'll cover in a second that has caused the rift to sort of reopen in a new way. However, there's a couple of other important side characters, namely Blackstar, who is not the main character, but is definitely the best character. Uh, he is a super conceited uh, ninja who is also fairly proficient and so kind of earns the conceit a little bit, and he is fucking hilarious and he is the meister for a girl named Subaki, who's very, like, much more of the stereotypical anime girl, where she's really, really soft-spoken and really deferential to the male, male characters. But it makes sense, and she's kind of like a maternal presence that reigns Blackstar in. 
She's pretty special because she can turn into a uh, like a number of weapons, whereas most weapons can only turn into one form. Soul turns into a giant scythe. Tsubaki turns into a whole host of ninja weapons. In fact, she just got a new form, which is a katana that she got by defeating her like evil older brother, which you can learn about on our last Soul, Soul Eater episode. So there's an evil group that we're starting to see. They There's this witch named Medusa. She is masquerading as the school's nurse. So she has somehow infiltrated them and hidden the fact that she is a witch from them. Um, she is also um, sort of in charge of this young kid that has a sword called Ragnarok. And that sword is made out of black blood that is sort of controlling its user instead of the other way around. Uh, in their confronta- confrontation with Ragnarok and its Meister, Maka was sort of backed into a corner. Sol jumped in the way to take a blow that was intended for her. He was very injured, and she is really bent out of shape about it. And as a result of that injury, Sol now has some black blood in his system, although I don't think any of the protagonists have realized this. Uh, but he's also having some really fucked up dreams, and that's what we're going to open up one with episode 12. Yeah, so episode 12 is uh, going to be named... Uh, they're all super long. I always forget this until we start reading this episode yeah, titles. they're like but, two uh, cur- full sentences. Yeah, Courage That Beats Out Fear, Maka Alburn's Great Resolution. Um, and... Anyways, this episode is going to get into one of my favorite fucking parts of the show, which is going to be the uh, the deviation from our main storyline of having, like, you know, these kids that are growing up inside of this, like, Meister Academy, and it starts to go into, like, the world-building part of it, where there is, like, this evil organization of witches, and they have this gigantic backstory and all of these different weird things that are interconnected, and we're going to start learning about those. We get introduced uh, to uh, one of the one of the uh, characters that is going to be locked up in this side of this episode pretty quickly. Um, he is a guy that is sitting inside of a cell um, and being guarded, and there's like all of these like uh, it, it's like these paper tags, kind of like think Naruto when they they tie something up and then put like seals onto it so that it like traps somebody inside. Um, and we're going to see this character who has, uh, like a wrapping around his head. Um, we're also going to then cut to the witches, um, in their society uh, around like the grand witch, which is like their grandmother, I guess, but also a witch. They're having a witch, a witch moot. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, she only has one eye and it turns out the reason she only has one eye is because one of her other eyes was stolen this magic eye that she had. Um, and the person, just like in Naruto, you can take somebody's eye out. And not really, they're they're basically fine. Yeah. Um. So, uh, this, if you do that in real, if you take somebody's eye out in real life, they are going to be upset. So it's generally <laughs> a bad idea to do it in real life. But in anime, it's like usually okay. Yeah. 
So, um, the, the characters that are going to be at this big old meeting, um, of the witches are going to be, uh, Medusa, who we've already met before. Um, she's the one that has infiltrated the school and is, uh, pretending to be a nurse at the school. We're also going to meet, uh, two different characters. One of them can be a frog and, uh, the other one is kind of like mouse-ish, um, which is... Yeah, Medusa's based on a snake mm-hmm. and then these two others are based on those animals. So they got an animal motif... We'll also see that the young witch that Blackstar refused to kill in his intro episode is there with her guardian swordsman Mifune, and that's a nice little callback touch that sort of adds to the world. Mm-hmm. It's not super important, but I, I liked it, so yeah. I wanted to mention it, and it's my show, so I did. <laughs> Anyways... Um, Back Me- off. Medusa's gonna do a uh, a really messed up thing to these two witches, which is that she's just gonna straight up stick her hand into their mouths when they start talking up it, to her, and like it just made me think about like a Twenty One Jump Street where they have to take the drugs and then they go to like the bathroom and they're trying to like make themselves throw up. And they're not, like, they can't throw up, so they, like, put their fingers in each other's mouths and are, like, trying to make each other throw up. (laughs) It's, like, a really serious moment in Soul Eater, but that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. So, um, they, these two other witches are understandably annoyed by this and freaked out by it, but they're going to be... Don't put your, don't take people's eyes and don't put your hands in other people's mouths unless they tell you that it's okay. Yeah. So the reason why they are miffed in the first place, though, is that it, they know that Medusa is uh, infiltrating the DWMA. Um, they uh, think that this is a really terrible idea, and they also reveal that a uh, key has been stolen from like the Grand Witch, um, and they uh, assume correctly that it must have been Medusa. Um, and uh, they also they're. Their concerns about her infiltrating the DWMA are—that's the name of the school where our main characters are going, by the way. Mm-hmm. So the, their concerns are completely founded. They are basically like, "You're going to be discovered to be a witch, and that puts you at risk, but it also puts all of us at risk, and we didn't sign up for this." Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they have a good point. Yeah. Basically, Medusa has been going rogue in their eyes, and they are not okay yeah, with it. She's rogue one. Yeah. Anyways, no, she's um, better than rogue. One. So, um, we are also going to get a, uh, our, our first glimpse at, uh, the taunting demon. I can never remember his name. It's going to be revealed much later on. Um, but it's, it's it's not important right now. Yeah. So this demon is, (laughs) I was going to try and remember, but it's a fool's errand. Yeah. So this demon has infiltrated uh, Soul's body. He thinks that it's going to be his dreams, but it's actually a part of his soul. Um, and uh, and the reason why it is trying to taunt him and goad him into following um, himself is because he is trying to transform him into an evil soul and a Kenshin. Um, we, yeah, we've talked about this in-universe a little bit before, about how a soul can be turned corrupted mm-hmm. into a kishin we've learned that by eating like human souls when you're a normal human it turns you into like a demon and we've also talked about how weapons can be corrupted and this has come up around the black blood and we know that the black blood is what's sort of opening up this doorway and that it it sort of has a mind of its own and it's trying to corrupt soul and turn him evil and we'll learn that there's another facet about that in the 13th episode yeah as well yeah 
So um, one of the coolest things uh, about this moment that he is he's uh, realizing um, is that part of this dream when he leans into this into this dream state is that if he goes through the store and falls into it, um, the the thing that he sees on the other side of the store is him exploding through Maka. Um, and he is horrified by this because this is what that other evil sword has been doing to, um, uh, uh gosh, I can never, Krona. Krona. Um, and that's the Meister for Ragnarok. Yeah. I did not mention him earlier. And his name, her name, his name. They say he in this Krona's episode, name. they say Krona is a he in this episode or the next episode. Yeah. I think. I think it's a character that reads as female to me, and so I always think of Krona as a she, but is actually a he. Mm-hmm. This is an anime thing where they'll do, they'll, they'll have like very feminine male characters to the point where it is shocking that they are male characters sometimes. And it's not like a trans thing where they're like genuinely, like intentionally writing the line between both genders. It's like just a trope in Japanese media where they're intended to be male Mm -hmm. and the characters usually don't have a problem telling the difference, but it's really unclear as a watcher. Mm -hmm. I don't really know why that is. I don't know where that trip comes from. Anyways, if you have, if you know, write about it on the reddits. (laughs) Yeah. You should let us know. Um, anyways, cause uh, we don't, um, we don't know a lot of things. We didn't know the thing about ACDC. We don't know all kinds of shit. The other and this is one of my favorite things that happens in this episode. The other Tell thing that's going to happen Tell me what your favorite thing is, is that Blackstar is getting special training from Stein. <laughs> oh my god, I almost forgot. I almost, I almost, like, I was watching this while I was on lunch, and I, like, burst out laughing at my desk. Yeah. Because he was just like, he was just like, this is a weird-looking jar. And he was like, well, actually, the water inside of the jar is the important part. And he was like, so what's special about this jar? And he was like, it's not special, <laughs> it's a normal jar. And he's just like, okay, with your special jar. And I was just like, Blackstar! <laughs> It's so funny. He bitches it like six times. Yeah. It's so funny. And then God, this show does comedy so well. And then Maka, when she comes over to it, she's just like, "What the? What's the training he's doing with the special jar?" And Stein's like, "It's not a special jar." <laughs> <laughs> so. The point of Black Star's training is that Tsubaki has this new demon sword mm-hmm. form that turns her into a katana, and it is uh, particularly draining on Black Star. He is not able to handle it because there's this thing with Meisters and weapons called soul resonance, and it's basically how in sync you are can increase your power. If you're totally out of sync, you actually cannot wield the weapon. You won't be able to pick it up for some reason. There's, there is a block there. If you're really in sync, you'll be able to do like super attacks. So it's really important to be in sync, but it can be really draining and using a weapon can be draining in general. So Subaki's new form is basically knocking black star unconscious in seconds when he tries to utilize it. And the water interacts with your your like resonance of your soul weapon form point but it's couched in this fantastic joke about the jar that just like keeps repeating (laughs) it's so great 
So yeah, at the same time, uh, Medusa is going to be going just just strolling around town for no reason, yeah. um, and she she's, is she's going to be confronted. A, taking a nice walk. Yeah, she's going to be confronted by Frog and Mouse. Um, they have they other are going for real names, and we don't know them. I didn't write them. Yeah, down. it doesn't. Like, they don't matter. It's not important. Um, so one of my favorite things about this is they they talk about this plan ad nauseum, where they're just like. Um, they have this thing that prevents their souls from, uh, their soul resonance or whatever it is. It's like a um, a, a stealth spell that they can cast on themselves. Yeah. And if they release it, they can use their magic powers, but if they don't release it, um, it's, it, 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 it makes it to where their powers are much, yeah, they're, they're much less powerful than they normally are. Um, and so they release too. Yeah. So they say they're like, we're going to release our powers and we're going to attack you. And if you release your powers, it is definitely going to set off the Maestros to know where you are even faster. And you're not going to be able to cloak yourself fast enough. And they are going to hunt you forever. And if you release yours, we are going to transform into our animal forms. And we are going to escape before you can attack us. And the Maestros are going to come kill you. So yeah. you have to remain cloaked to fight us while we use our powers at you. They're trying and then to catch they start 22 to use her. Because she yeah. can either have the powers of a human and super lose to these two witches who admit freely that they know they cannot beat her in a, a fair fight. Like the two of them would lose for sure. So they're like, we got mm. you trapped because you can't reveal your presence here. So you have to lose to us. But if you do reveal your presence, we can then turn into these normal animals that you might find around here anyway and escape notice of anybody that comes rushing. But you'll blow your cover. So either way, we yeah. went because then the Meister, yeah. you know, the the Meisters will kill you for us. And yeah. it turns so, out there's a third option. <laughs> yeah. So Frog and Mouse release their uh, they release their soul um, protection spells, and that alerts Maka and Stein that are in uh, the uh, uh, in the school. Um, and they start to run out there to see where these two witches are. Um, they start to use their powers, and Medusa is going to reveal that when she stuck her hand into their mouths. Um, she actually released these like tattooed snake tattoos of snakes that run alongside of her body. And it was, we saw before one of her powers is that she can use these uh, snakes to turn into like these vector arrows um, that uh, are super sharp, very thin arrows that can kind of rip things apart. If they go through them, they're like blades that fly through the air yeah, and she- they are inside of these two witches already. She, she, she also says that she has she hundreds them. or maybe even thousands of snakes living inside of her. Yeah. Um, which is probably like a magical portal thing. I don't think they're like slithering around in there. Uh, but mm-hmm. basically when she stuck her hands in their mouths earlier, which again, you should not do without consent. She <laughs> also put snakes in their bodies, which is another non-consensual. It's not okay. If somebody asks you to put a snake in their body, you can consider it. But if they don't, don't don't unilaterally snake someone. You know? Like don't yeah. it's not good. Anyway, so back to the show. Yeah. For your health. This is um, PSA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can already see the like little rainbow over your head that's just like the more you know. The more um, you know. So <laughs> Mouse is ripped into pieces by the snake that is inside of her body. Um, and, and 
<laughs> yeah, she's dead. Frog transforms into a frog and starts to hop out of the city, just as Stein and Maka show up, and they confront Medusa a little bit, and they're a little bit wary of her, but they're like, no, it's fine. Yes, yeah, Stein so kind of seems to know what's up, but I don't mm-hmm. think he does. I think he's suspicious, but he hasn't figured it out yet. Yeah. So then the next scene that we're going to see is uh, um, Maka talking to Stein a little bit about how, like, she needs, she knows she needs to train with him uh, and do some specialty training like she uh, Stein was doing with Blackstar. And then we're going to end this episode with finding out that uh, Medusa can track Frog forever because of the snake that's inside of her body. And um, she uh, catches up with her and she's just like, you need to take this key and you need to release this prisoner and we release we see this prisoner released in this next episode episode 13 the man with the magic eye soul and maka's divergent soul wavelength um and this character is fucking funny and badass at the same same time time. it's amazing he is also i think i watched this on netflix and i think they edited it because I remember this character, and I thought that this guy was a different character at first. So this guy's a werewolf, and I remembered the werewolf. And I remembered his introduction when I watched this years ago, which were was like a fan sub version. And he he says goddamn shit a lot. It's like his catchphrase. And he says it in English, so it really stands out because it's like a Japanese pronunciation of these English words. They really, really stick out in otherwise actual Japanese language. And Mm -hmm. it also was noteworthy because it's like some of the heavier hitting curse words being spoken in English by this Japanese character in Japanese. And like, I remember this as being like his introduction was like a slow pan in on him sitting there just like saying these words over and over again. And they didn't do that on netflix and then like he sort of says it later when he runs into a tree randomly and then he turns into the werewolf and i was like wait but where was that scene where he's like just sitting there cursing in his cell and i think they cut it out so i'm a little miffed i have beef but we can keep going if we must anyways um if we must that's gonna be we can keep going if we must stop <laughs> Anyways, so um the the other thing that's going to be happening with this character that we don't know yet until he gets out of his cell and is confronted by these guards that are going to catch up with him and Frog um is that he is a, an immortal. Um he gets stabbed through the neck and stabbed through the chest and uh he re- he reveals after uh after he gets stabbed a whole bunch and they light him on fire as well, that nothing can hurt him. And the reason that the Grand Witch locked him up for 200 years is not because she didn't want to kill him. It's because she could not kill him. So yeah. he um, he was too badass and too dangerous for that. Um, we can rightly assume that he killed all of these guards. And then uh, uh, he is going to meet up with Medusa. And Medusa is going to be like, hey... I was the one that released you um, because I released you. Uh, if you could do me this favor and co-kill this meister, 
um, and her weapon. Um, also, Frog is just like, I helped you, so take the snakes out of my body. And she was like, I put so many snakes inside <laughs> of your body, so you get one released for every time you do you a good deed. You have got a slither full of snakes up in you. Yeah, think of think of her as like, um, oh god, what was the name of that show that's like, um, uh, my name is Earl. He's got to like, you know, cross all those yeah. like, bad deeds off of his mm-hmm. list. But at the end of each snakes. episode, he has a snake magically removed from his body. Just, yeah, that's it's it my is. name is Earl, exactly but with that one element added. That's it. My name is Frog. <laughs> my name is Frog. <laughs> I'm writing that down. That might be an episode title. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Maka and Sol are going to be, um, taken to the incense room, um, so mm-hmm. that Stein can, uh, make them smell some smelly candles that it. make them have emotions. I hate the um, smell of incense. It is nauseating to me. I know some people like anyways, it, I don't like it. Th- they're going to get into a fight with each other and their resonance is going to start going off and Stein's going to be like, this isn't good. Yeah. Um, and then he's just like, this, but anyways, also, go on this adventure. He precedes this training <laughs> by being like, you know, like, so this is good. It's going to be really hard training. But, you know, like, I mean, worst case scenario, you'll never be able to fight again. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it might anyways. literally ruin their ability to resonate their souls with anyone ever again and forever. Uh, but maybe not. So, like, let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um they are going to be sent on a mission with um with Blackstar and Subaki. Um and Blackstar and Subaki are going to roll up onto this bridge and then they're going to be like, "Hey, we're looking for a uh, you know, a Kishin. Um so use your soul wink the uh, link, your soul wavelength to find this person and it's astonishingly fast how ga- how fast this guy sneaks up onto them because she's like it cuts to black star and subaki and they have like an open space behind them on the bridge then it cuts to um maka and she's like okay she uses her wavelength and she's like hey he's right over and then she points over their shoulders and, and he's just appeared behind them yeah the other thing is so you know like in dragon ball z or in naruto or whatever you can like see energy fields around the characters and these are Sometimes, like, explicitly in Naruto, they are not visible in-universe unless you have certain abilities. But we can see them because they look dope and they help you to know that the character is, like, being super-powered or whatever. So Soul Eater has a sort of version of that where there's the souls are these, like, cute little orbs that have, you know, some features on them. Sometimes the soul looks like a sort of orby version of the character um, and it's sort of a stylized way of like comically showing them. But also when a character is like trying to read another character's soul wavelength, they can see what their soul looks like and the size of it shows them sort of the relative power of that person. And so like a normal human's got kind of like a blue normal orb soul. Kishin have like red sort of looks like it's covered in like magma and rocks soul. Um, witches have purple ones and then this guy has a weird soul that's like all green and it has these weird like blade things sticking out of the top of it and is also surrounding him entirely it's huge which means he's really strong yeah. also he'd he renamed himself a... to free earlier so that's what yeah. we're gonna call him because <laughs> he's she was free like, now she was like and so he's like that's yeah, my name and she was like you're free and he was like that's what I I'll be am. called then <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, There's also this, like, really badass seal that's on the outside of it and on his magic eye. It's, like, it's just, like, this really cool added thing that they do. The Um, show just oozes style. I just love it so much. So he is going to be attacked very quickly, um, and uh, before he is is able to fully attack back, um, he is going to um, he, he's going to show off that he can use this like ice ability. His like magic eye allows him to use like ice powers, um, and uh, Subaki and Blackstar are going to use their new weapons ability. And Blackstar is just like, I only need it for a couple of seconds in order to take him down. And so he's like running full speed while activating this ability. And he's like, he tries to shoot up some ice out of the ground to stab into Blackstar. And he doesn't do it fast enough because Blackstar blocks it with the, like, his shadow that can reach out through this new ability, which is badass, by the yeah, way. He's but awesome. right before he stabs. Right before he stabs into free, he like loses his abilities and he's just like he just passes and it, out. Like, falls he over. He just loses consciousness. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's great too because it's this. It's such a juxtaposition between tension. This is why the show's so good at comedy. It's also really good at like tension and serious action. But it walks that line and it switches back and forth frequently. But it it's so deft with the tone and the pacing that it all works in a way that if you are a longtime listener we rarely think works in most shows uh like usually anime comedy doesn't do it for me and i think spencer is in a very similar place on that like if you're watching full metal alchemist yeah like some of the jokes about how ed gets peeved off about people calling him small or short, they're funny, but like there's, it's a lot of them, and they are way too big, and it's just too much. And this show just walks that line perfectly, and so it's like there's this great tension and this like this heart pulse pounding action as like you know Black Star rushes forward with this powerful attack. He is attacked back, but he's able to like thoughtlessly just stop the attack from hitting him both maka and soul are shocked at how powerful and fast and dangerous he is and so is free he's basically like he tries to attack and he is stunned when his attack is stopped and he's just standing there open his defenses are down and just the moment before he slashes him it switches to this joke about how he really wasn't ready to use this and he just passes out and it's it's great because you get both and i love it this show's awesome yeah and then uh we are going to go back to the fight um uh free is going to reveal that the weird the reason his um his soul looks so weird is because he can transform into a werewolf and he is going to transfer into a werewolf after he gets stabbed and is revealed that stabbing doesn't hurt him because he's immortal um that was by soul who acted without maka um then he is going to uh, begin his attack on Maka and Soul. Uh, Maka is going to try to pick up Soul as a scythe and get her hands burned because their resonance is not coming together. Yeah, it's the first time um, she's tried and, to use him since the accident, and they are out yeah. of sync. Yeah. So um, she is going to drop him and then try to get into a fight with the werewolf. And then the werewolf is going to do uh, a couple of really cool things. 
and one super funny thing, yeah. which is he he uses this ability of his magic eye to like shoot a laser out, um, and it just like zaps the ground, and Maka dodges it. Um, and Sol and Maka are trying to figure his stuff out, and then he's going to use his ice powers to attack as well. But in the middle of using his ice powers, he had um, not calculated it correctly, and he hadn't used them in a really long time. So he stabs himself, <laughs> and he's just like, "Damn it!" He's <laughs> yeah. like, "Ah, oh, that sucks." I mean, I guess at least I'm immortal, but damn it. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so they're going to fight, and then he he at some point in this fight turns into a werewolf form. He's looked like a normal person before, but then he looks, you know, like a big hulking humanoid wolf thing, which is my favorite version of a werewolf. Twilight did this thing where like werewolves were just like big wolves instead of like humanoid monstrosities. And then like I've seen it in a few other things, and I don't care for it. Make it a humanoid wolf. It's cooler that way. So this one yeah. is, and he's going to fight them for a little bit. And Maka and Sol, they're going to kind of argue. She is basically playing through the pain. She's trying to hold him and use him as a weapon, even though it's burning her hands. And she's really yeah. driven. So it's kind of working, but without a good resonance, there's not a lot of power there. And they're kind of arguing yeah. with each other. And Maka basically, she's basically like, like fucking resonate with me. She's like trying to force it. And Sol is really stubborn, too. And they're just sort of arguing. And then Tsubaki is going to butt in and be like, look, you guys can't force each other. You need to, like, compromise. And then this is when Maka's determination kicks into overdrive. They're going to work together no matter what. And Sol also feels this way. But Sol realizes that in order to unlock the power that they need to defeat this immortal ice magic werewolf. They need, he needs to accept the demons offer for more power and lean into it, which is lean fucking in. crazy. Um, we see this great moment where like soul is, is taking over Maka's soul. She, he's like enveloping it and it kind of looks like a mouth coming over her soul. Yeah, we're going to learn. And then he's because like. Medusa's watching, and this is kind of her reason for doing this is that the black mm. blood, it's going to try and corrupt soul. But if he utilizes the power that the black blood is offering him, it will also corrupt the wielder of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the craziest part of this too is when he's almost, he's almost gone. And he grabs his, if you've ever, if you've ever heard of fish hooking someone, that's what he does to himself, which is when you take your fingers and put it in the side of your cheek and pull. And that's what he does to rip himself back to reality so that he doesn't completely fall underneath this demon's control. And he's like, I'm not going to lose control and snaps himself back just in time for them to use their soul resonance to activate witch, uh, witch hunter, which is this badass technique where you transform your scythe into like this double sided scythe with like a gigantic it's like, like mystical if head. If you've seen 30 rock, it's like, um, they have a show called bitch hunter and it's like mm-hmm. that, but for witches. Except for not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> that show that show got canceled. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they they use a powerful witch hunter attack on uh, on free, and he uses another magic ability to like turn his tail into a wall of fur to protect mm-hmm. himself, and it almost works. But they're they're able to sort of cut through it. They give him a good slash on the chest. And I think this pushes him off the bridge. Um, 
he's going to start to fall, and then Maka basically, like, drops Soul to tackle him so that he falls off the bridge. And Yeah, so then Soul is going to reach down to grab Maka. Then he is going to extendo his nails to go and, like, stab into Maka's side. And then freeze. his nails are so cut off. Fall. Yeah, free. And then... It turns out that Blackstar wakes up and throws Subaki as a gigantic uh, boomerang Shuriken. to cut through his nails. Through his arm. Back, he cuts his arm and off. Then it's, and then it's another great fucking joke, because yeah. as Free is falling, he's like, I'll make this giant ice pillar in order to catch myself. He's Here like, can I, I go. do that? And no, then, it's gonna work. <laughs> and then he, like, he summons the ice pillar, but around himself, and then he's just like, Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> just like sinks to the bottom of the river. And then And there's... by the way, that's not how ice works, you guys. <laughs> ice will float on top of the river because ice it, it just will. It's buoyant. So, so anyway, just be this aware of that. Episode ends with Maka noticing that her gloves are covered in black blood after holding well, soul. She coughs it out. Oh, she did? I thought she I thought yeah. it was like okay. I'm right. No, I no, missed no. the cough. Yeah, so she coughs up black blood, and then the episode is over, and uh, we cut to episode 14, the funniest of all the episodes today. The, the super funniest of all the episodes, exam, as far heart- as I remember. It's hilarious. Yeah. The super written exam, heart-pounding, reeling, and restless, you're kidding? Um, so, okay. So everybody is about to take this exam. By the way, this is the beginning of part two. Um, be aware that Soul Eater is broken up into four parts. If you're watching on Netflix, this is episode one of part two. Um, and yeah. uh, what is happening inside of this episode is fucking great. The, Everyone the is studying is for this simple. exam. It's yeah. There is a big exam coming up. They spend a portion of the episode studying for it and a portion of the episode taking it. That's the whole plot. Yeah. And it does a thing inside of uh, inside of anime, which is very rarely done, which is when you have an episode that clearly needs to be, you know, done for some reason that the author decided to do. Um, but instead of it just being like a training or just like a thing to fill time, instead it is turned into this great comedy romp. Um, it yeah. advances the storyline literally not at all. It's um, you could argue that there's some characterization, but it's not. It's nothing that you don't get anywhere else. Like, yeah, this is arguably filler, but it's phenomenal. Yeah, so the characters are all going to be broken out into different ways. They all have uh, a bunch of different storylines, and there is an A, B, C, and D storyline that are all done very, very well. Um, arguably there is a E storyline as well. Um, but we don't want to pay attention to the cat that much because the cat is kind of obnoxious to me. Yeah. She's trying to distract people while they're like, while they're getting training done. Yeah. It's because um, she's, she's bored, do but she distracts them with the fan end. service and Spencer and I are generally opposed to fan service. Yeah. She's going to do one funny thing at the very end of the episode, but whatever. Um, yeah, so it's the really funny. Line, the A plot line is going to be the least interesting one, in my opinion, um, which is going to be Death the Kid and uh, his two guns. Um, they are going to be studying for the exam, um, and this is... they are 
um, really good at not studying, we find out. Yeah. So, this um, is the A plot line because you're mentioning it first, not because it's the actual, like, most important plot. That would be Maka. Yeah. They're all equally important, I would argue. Um, I would, so, I would um, disagree with you on that. Well, then you're wrong. Um, you're anyways, wrong. So, so Death the Kid um, is, uh, is going to begin his studying um, and then realize, no, I'm too smart. I probably don't have to study anyways. Then we are going to see the sisters. One of them is going to fall asleep because she does not give a fuck. Um, her older childish. sister is going to change into her smart clothes and then keep on getting distracted by, like, beautifying herself, yeah. like, painting her nails or plucking her eyebrows. And when she mentions it to Death the Kid, Death the Kid's just like, oh, I need to do that for you, but first I need to sketch out an architectural blueprint in order to figure out the exact way that we need to pluck it. And she was like, the last time you did this, it took a month. And he was like, uh, you're no, it'll be this. fine. His art, by the way, is terrible. <laughs> yeah, but it's perfectly symmetrical. Yeah. So this is all on the backdrop, by the way, of this test. It's called a super exam or a super test. And this is sounds dumb, but the reason the, that word is important is because they there is a superstition attached to the super exam, which is that whoever gets first place on the exam, because in Japan, your rankings on a test are publicly posted, and it's very competitive. Um, so they do that here because it's Japanese. And uh, so whoever gets first, they are supposed to be destined to create the death scythe, which mean, we mentioned at the first of the episode is kind of like the whole thing that the Meisters are after. You know, like world peace or whatever, but they want to make a death scythe. Yeah. Anyway. World peace uh, and a death we're, scythe. <laughs> then, then we're going to cut to Maka and Sol. Uh, Maka is going to be studying very hard because the last time that she took an exam, uh, she got second place behind this character that is not important. Um, <laughs> he has a he really funny be... design. That's about it. Yeah. It's it's actually kind of a pretty cool design. Um, it, but it's great. Whatever. This, he's... this show is good with style, and he's got it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, meanwhile, Sol is also going to be looking like he is uh, studying for the exam, but we're going to find out that he is doing something else later. <laughs> um, dur- during this plot line as well, we have one of my favorite, most endearing things about Maka's dad, which is that he loves his daughter so much and he is just trying to give her good luck and good vibes and he like as the episode progresses he is doing more and more ridiculous like things to send her good like luck and like at one at at one point he is just standing there just like sticking his hands forward and being like good luck good luck good luck and then it's going to progress to him like burning a pyre and having like a religious experience <laughs> while like praying for this in like a like a like a buddhist temple way um and then we cut to our last storyline which is going to be um uh, Black Star and Subaki. Uh, Black Star and Subaki. Subaki is diligently training, while Black Star is just like, you know what? I I need to punish myself if I get something wrong, and so he's doing like a fuck ton of push-ups, and then he's just like, okay, time to read, and he looks down and he's reading for like three seconds before he's just like, fuck, I got another one wrong. And he starts to do pull-ups, and like Subaki's like, we need to do something different, and so she just ties him up so that he'll keep on reading, and she goes to take a bath to relax, 
Um, so then Black, Black Star, Star story breaks is the out. Best one in this episode. <laughs> he breaks out of like the ties that have been put in, and he goes to sneak in and steal the test. And one of my favorite parts is he gets in and he's like, "Yatas!" He comes in and he's like, "Oh shit, I have to be quiet." And then like he cl- he. He climbs in and he like steals the exam and he's starting to read over it and he's like, "Yes, I got it." And then you see Stein like appear behind him menacingly <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh god." And then it cuts away. <laughs> so, uh so um they go to take the exam and there are just a billion jokes in this. It's great. So the so first of all, Blackstar is not taking the exam because he is being he has been beaten bloody and is hanging from the chalkboard at the front of the class by his shirt as like a a warning against anybody else that wants to cheat. Okay. Then we cut up to our next cheater, which turns <laughs> out to be Soul, who has hidden all of the exam answers all over his person inside of his clothes. This is going to very quickly be revealed to Stein, who is going to strip him almost naked and make him take his exam. <laughs> and one of my favorite things is that, like, when Soul is sitting down, he's just like, well, at least I'm next to a really smart person. And he looks over at Death the Kid's thing, and <laughs> Death the Kid has not finished writing his name. Because Nor he has will to he. He will not be able to completely write his name for the entirety of the test because he needs it to be perfect and he like he eventually passes out from like the anguish of not being able to get it right before the test is over no 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 that's not why he passes out he passes out because he's like i can't get the k right and he tries to erase and he rips the exam and so he spits out blood and passes out (laughs) and then soul is like uh professor uh death the kid just became unconscious and Professor Stein's just like, ignore him. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of Death the Kid, he has the two guns. The two sisters, who are respectively very childish and sort of vain. So, the very childish one is taking her exam by coloring the entire paper yellow with a crayon. And then, later on, we're going to find out that it's not because she's like, failing to take the exam, it's because she needs it to be yellow so that she can craft it to do a paper giraffe. (laughs) Meanwhile, the older, or not older sister, I think they're twins, but the more mature one is, like, I think she's, like, sincerely trying to take the exam for real, but then she gets distracted by the kid who got first place last year because he's bald, but he has, like, one long black hair sticking out of the top of his head, and she (laughs) really wants to pluck it. (laughs) So, the the best joke, too, is with Black Star. It's like, Hold on, let's get to Maka first. Okay, okay, then, okay. I gotta okay. do the Black Star then, one though because it like changed my whole life. <laughs> then we're gonna cut to Maka. Maka is going to be um she's gonna be sincerely trying to take the exam, and she's going to be trying to take the exam and she's gonna be in her head a little bit about it. She keeps on like going back and forth and she's like, I don't know if this is right. I no, it's gotta be right. And then um, she is going to be looking around the room, and she at one point she like, she like looks over and sees Soul, and Soul's freaking out, and then Soul looks forward, 
So Soul is like, this test has been a fucking wash ever since my cheat sheet clothes were taken from me. And then he hears, like, almost ethereally, like, a, a faint voice. He's like, Soul, Soul. And then you see Blackstar pinned to the to the board, and he sticks his finger in his nose where there's all this blood running out, and then puts it on the blackboard and starts to write. And Soul's like, oh my god. Blackstar, he tried to steal the test, and he failed, but he saw the test. He knows the answers, and he's gonna give me the answer by writing it in his own blood on the blackboard. And then it reveals what he wrote, and it's just his own name. (laughs) And then he he just gives him the thumbs up. (laughs) I know! That's like the best part about it is that, like, so, the most ridiculous thing that he could like, do yes. is he's just like, this helped. <laughs> okay. There's, a, so there's then, also, with Maka being really focused on the test, she has these great moments where she's like, is that right? She's second-guessing herself, and then she's like, no, I know it's right. I'm confident. I remember studying this. Yeah. This is good. You also see her juxtaposed against Subaki, who is similarly mm-hmm. studied very earnestly, and is having some of those same misgivings. But she, you realize, is a worse test taker. She starts to second guess herself and it causes her to change her answers. And you see them both having their internal monologues over the same questions and coming to different results. And it's mm-hmm. it's a really good way to show, like, both of these characters are trying really hard and they're trying in earnest. But one of them has a little bit more confidence and she's going to prevail because of it. Yeah. So the last joke of this episode is well. That, so we're going to uh, find out, out that Maka got first place. Yes, but because she got first place, um, her dad is going to be talking uh, to um, to the cat. I can never remember her name. Blair, because um, she's a Blair witch. the cat. Yeah. So um, <laughs> great. Um, anyways, um, Blair is going to be uh, talking to her dad. And her dad is going to be like, hey, give Maka this note and buy her her favorite book as a present. So Blair like, is like, he, okay. He says something and she, really nice. She's like, why don't you do it yourself? And he's like, I don't think she would accept it if I gave it to her personally. Because yeah. they have a really contentious relationship. And it's kind of touching. Yeah. Anyway, it's not going to so, be touching for very long. <laughs> yeah. Blair, it's going to turn out, is ridiculous and instead of doing that she goes and buys like uh, underwear um sexy and takes it back skimpy and, underwear for herself yeah and she's just like she's just taking it back and she starts to feel bad and she's like you know what i really should give her this note and this present i'll say it from it's from her dad and i'll change the size of it with my magic so it'll fit her and then she's just like this is from your dad and hands it to maka and maka <laughs> opens it up and she's like what the fuck is this and she reads the note and her dad's just like i'm so proud of you you and you deserve this so i got it for you i, I hope and you she's have just fun like, with it <laughs> Yeah, and her dad's just her dad. Like you see him, and he's just like beaming with pride that he's he did this so great thing as proud. a dad. He and knows Maka's that she like, got a book that she loved from him, and is having a blast <laughs> with it. And he's just the proudest. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, Maka just like rips up the note, and she was just like, "My dad's a perv and an idiot. I hate him." <laughs> and then we end the episode there. <laughs> and so. 
This is such a good episode, you guys. It's so good. It's again, it sounds like it's filler. It it is technically totally skippable. If you're looking for the plot of the show, this is not involved, but you should not skip it. It is great. Yeah. It's, it's also one of my I, I favorite watched, episodes I've watched of the show. Yeah, and I watched Soul Eater, like I've mentioned a few times. I watched it years ago. And this is one of the episodes, this is the episode that I remember the most clearly, because it stuck with me. It's hilarious. Yeah. All right, we're done. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So stick with us. Uh, We're going to be talking about what's going on next week uh, after these credits. I liked your your announcer build in there. Uh, After these credits. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday. On iTunes. Google Play. Stitcher. Buzzsprout. Or wherever you get your podcasts from. And hey, thanks for listening. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto episodes 93 through 96. Yeah, we're going to have a giant frog, a giant snake, and a giant slug, and it's cool. Just just stay with me here. I swear it's cool. Does the slug drip smaller slugs? Because that's my limit.